Welcome to Waking Up to Grace with Lenny and Melissa at eyeballtuddy.net. And uh, I'd have to say it's a, a great day to be alive to God. Being alive to God has a lot of benefits, doesn't Melissa? <laughs> it does. It does. And I I would like to add it's a great day to be born again. <laughs> <laughs> born again. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, there's there's so many reasons, so much deep uh insight to go with those two statements i mean it, it really is a great day to be born again and and to be alive to god because we're as christians we're both of those things and that's amazing and so so this episode we decided we wanted to talk about uh dependency on christ and uh with with a full dependency on christ there's actually freedom to be found there and it, and it's kind of like the terminology of being a slave to righteousness is being free in Christ. You know, we hear it both ways. You could sure. say, I've heard it both ways. And, uh, you know, they're both right. And uh, <clears throat> so there's actually a freedom in dependency. So we're dependent on Christ, but that is what actually sets us free. So if we want to be more free, in our minds and have our minds renewed and to understand even more freedom to understand further our freedom in Christ. What would we want to do first, Melissa? Uh, be fully dependent on Christ. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so uh, is that hard to do as a human? It sounds hard, doesn't it? But you come to realize it's not hard at all. Um, it says you, I feel it's a huge relief to give it all to God, as we've heard it said, and to know that that um, that he's in control. That feels really good to know I can't mess things up. Yeah. So as far as uh, so you're saying that the sovereignty of God and knowing that his plans will get carried out in your life comforts you in that dependency. Yes. See, because I'm I'm finding I find that uh, having a full dependency on Christ is difficult in your daily life, as you go about your tasks, you know. And uh, I have a tendency to, uh, you know, get a lot, want to get a lot done in a day, and uh, like <laughs> sometimes don't even stop to smell the roses because I'm too busy uh, building or creating something, and. And it's, it's um, you know, not satisfied until it's finished. And then the next project starts. And so <laughs> often so much of so much of life uh, is focused on on uh, my own work uh, as far as uh, secular work goes. And um, but at the same time, you know, you, you know, I go about my day knowing that Jesus and God and the Holy Spirit of they've got it all under control. They're living and working through me so that God actually wants to be part of our daily life. And that was his desire. Why else would he be inside of us? So, I mean, he's, he's sitting inside us even through the boring parts. And uh, for a reason, he wants a, a relationship with us. He wanted, uh, you know, you, you saw back when um, in, in the days of like Abraham, you know, some of the conversations that God had with Abraham, uh, when you read are just, uh, it's remarkable. They're just conversing like, like humans. God wanted a relationship with Abraham. That's why he created him and an object of his affection. I mean, 
there's really nothing more to it. Abraham didn't do anything amazing to deserve it. God wanted to create that relationship, and he created Abraham for that purpose, for every purpose. And not only that, to be the father of many nations, right? right. And um, so, you know, the the full dependency on, on God, I mean, everything that everything amazing that came from Abraham was because of his dependency on God and was did he was he some kind of shining example like Jesus was walking in, in full dependency of God at all times and having this you know perfect dependency on God no i mean as humans nobody matches up to Christ Christ was i mean Abraham and Sarah were laughing at God and saying yeah. like yeah I, i'm going to have a kid yeah uh-huh and then uh, Sarah had to say, I wasn't laughing because suddenly she got scared. <laughs> and right. It's just kind of comical. And uh, but, you know, Jesus led by example. Right. I mean, what was the what was the the biggest thing that we can learn from Jesus? It, it wasn't did, did he come to teach us great moral teachings that we have to uh, follow to a T to become more like Jesus? Thankfully not. That sounds exhausting, doesn't it? Would you have uh, two eyes and two arms still is the question. Read read the Sermon on the Mount before you go around following Jesus's moral teaching perfectly. Just just do me that favor. I don't want to see anybody get hurt. So Jesus didn't come to uh, morally change the world. Uh, You know, everybody, every religion is trying to teach people how to do that. And yet we never quite get there, do we? Uh, but uh, what Jesus actually modeled more than anything was his full dependency on God and the Father. And so if we can learn anything from Jesus, it's that if we're, uh, you know, the, the most amazing things that are going to come from our life is in the spirit living in us. And the spirit is always calling on the Father. So the, the, our spirit actually is what scripture says cries out, Daddy, Father from within. So our spirit is always dependent on the Lord. And um, our flesh, a lot of times is trying to ignore that (laughs) and be ignorant to it. And so our mind is always trying to ignore our heart, what's inside, you know, uh, that calling that's going on inside, oftentimes, not always, oftentimes, our minds are ignorant to it. And as we mature in Christ, our minds are being renewed, right? And so what's uh, so what would be some good wisdom, you know, to teach somebody who's trying to, uh, you know, to to um, what what are, what are the words I'm looking for? Live a, a live the better Christian life, feel closer to God, because clearly we can't get closer to God, but we can feel away from God. Right. I mean, it feels like we're far away, but he's right here the whole time. So we got to be careful with feelings because feelings isn't how we came to Christ, is it? It wasn't because we felt uh, a certain way is because, because he came into us and that's a fact. And we learn about that in scripture. We learn the truth. Um, So what's, what's the best thing that we could teach somebody who's struggling with anything as a Christian, it would be, uh, it wouldn't be to, Oh, buck up and, you know, figure out how to stop sinning. I mean, just cut it out. It just stop, you know, no, it would be to, uh, to call on the father if you're struggling. And if, if they're calling on the father, 
uh, for their struggles. You know that they're, you, then if you truly knew from their heart that they were doing that, you know they're doing what the right thing, right? Right. Go to him, you know, go to God, go to the God Father, loves. go to Jesus inside of you, go to the Spirit. That's where you go first. You know, if the Spirit uh, refers you on to a counselor and you know that that's the truth and that's where he's sending you for some of your uh, rehab and you need some human accountability and you you have some, uh, you know, people around you that are saints that are willing to help. Awesome. Right. But where do you go first? Who are you? Who are you really reliant on? Right. Well, God tells us to pray in all things. So there's nothing silly to him. He says all things. It means all. And uh, he tells us to come to him with prayers and petitions. Yep. And that makes me think of Abraham, too. Yeah. Okay, we like that story. Uh, we were just talking about the story uh, where it wasn't it where God was going to save Lot. Oh, well, no, he was actually going to destroy that that whole city. Right. Saddam and uh, Gomorrah, wasn't it? He was, he was going to wipe it out. And then right. Abraham yeah. begins petitioning with him says how about saving Lot, and then uh you know it goes on the question you know the conversation goes on he's like what if there's just one good man would you save him <laughs> what about two <laughs> and then, then they're kind of bartering exactly. with each other and it's it's, it's really funny and just so real you know you just look at that conversation and it's just so real there's nothing phony about it i find a lot of comfort in that <laughs> actually i was struggling with something the other day and I thought about that and it made me smile and it just it was really helpful to know that that that's what God that's a, a, an example that we have to look to that's what he mm-hmm. wants us to do is yeah is uh we can petition with with the holy God of the universe so you had this amazing just God destroying this this nation for you know in the old testament for how awful they were and sinful they were he's going to destroy it but he's a God of mercy and so the the object of his mercy was pleading with him, and uh, and uh, he, you know he created him for that reason, and it's just real neat, you know. You just see a, a loving God who wants to have mercy on 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 uh, on people that don't deserve it. They they never did anything to earn it or deserve it, and uh, he gets he gets a kick out of that, uh, displaying his love in that way, doesn't he? And that's how he displayed it to us, you know, Melissa and I, and you're just like, you look back on it and you're just like, you know, you, you can't take pride in the fact that you were spiritually reborn. You can't take pride in that because what made you come to that decision? You know, you don't, you don't call on the Lord in the flesh. Uh, You're dead in Adam, spiritually dead. You don't call on him. So from the day one of, of your uh, of your rebirth, if you understand, which, you you know, when you first become a Christian, you don't just immediately understand everything that's going on. And God's sovereign. And, you know, he chose me first and you know, all these things. But, you know, when you look back on it, you're just like, you know, the, the spirit is what, you know, he, he gave me gave us the new heart, the new spirit, then poured his spirit into our heart. And now we're one and have this this new union with his spirit. And, you know, all those things took place. And then then we can call on the Lord. You know, before that, we were just dead to him. We were dead to our we were just completely worthless, honestly, and just dead to the Lord. And and he made us alive. He rose us from the dead. 
And uh, we are fully dependent on him, you know, whether we try to be or not. But when we when we let our minds, uh, our immature spiritual minds, you know, or our still developing spiritual minds run off on us and start uh, thinking human effort, you know, human effort's going to get me out of this or that or any situation. I mean, even worldly situations, we we should pray in all things because, you know, if it was all up to us and our, our will was above God's, we wouldn't need to pray in all things. That That's a fear of dependency. When, when you hear, uh, you know, people start preaching uh, free will and that we have to make the right choices as humans and uh, we pay for our decisions and this and that. And, uh, you know, but uh, the scripture says that God distributes faith to us. And uh, so if, if you have a weak faith, uh, or a strong faith, you know, then, you know, that's on God. So if you want to have a weak straight faith and you want a strong one, what's the best way to get it? You got to ask the Lord who gives, right, Melissa? That's right. You got to ask him. So, you know, he, he is, uh, he is sovereign and we're fully dependent on him. Uh, and to, to realize that is, is the best thing to, to, to be. And that's how we can grow to the fullness of grace and really be filled uh, full of the spiritual knowledge and the love of God when we understand that, because we're not fooling ourselves anymore. We're not going to kid ourselves and say that it's self-effort that helps us grow in grace, because it's God that helps us grow in grace. As men and as human beings in general, we don't want to let go. It's hard to let go. You know, we want to say that we had some role in this. We want to say that, um, you know, our, our self-effort had some major role in some, in some way, whether it was just receiving the gift or, or the spiritual growth part, but everything else was God. No, we, we have to let go. We have to let go and let, and let God. We, we, need, we want full dependence. We need yeah. to pray in all things and realize that God is the giver of all things, salvation from the beginning to the end, from the calling on him to the being in him forever part. We have to call on him for all those things, full dependency. Don't be afraid of it. Don't be afraid of a full dependency in God because it'll do you good. <laughs> so when he says that there's uh, none of, it's not that the verse where he it is said, it's not of ourselves so that no man can boast. No one can boast. It is um, by faith, uh, by grace, through faith. So this not of yourselves not so of that yourselves. no one may boast. So he said faith and grace was not of ourselves. And then later on, God describes that he distributes faith. He's the distributor of faith. So... Right. So that we need to believe that. And I see people kind of grasping, like, like you said, there's got to be something, at least if it's, if I can say that I was smart enough to make the right choice to receive then, mm -hmm. but then you're not, that's not what the passage is saying. Yeah, You have something to boast about then, because you can look over at your buddy and be like, Hey, you know, how come you weren't smart enough to choose like right. I was? That's and, the flesh. And, you know, when it comes down to it, it may seem innocent on the surface to say that, you know, we make a decision for Christ on the surface. It sounds innocent, but it's a it's a works based doctrine dressed up in lingerie. It's a, it's appealing. 
it's an appealing doctrine because it makes us feel empowered but it does the opposite it gives us something to boast about because when because you don't have you know we don't have control we can't control things and uh from from the beginning of our life to the end you you, you can't stop yourself from getting hit by a bus if if you're going to get hit by a bus for example is your is your free choice going to stop you from from doing that but uh you know case case in point it sounds innocent on the surface but what you're telling people when you say that you have a free choice to choose or reject Christ, um, you know, what you're what you're actually saying is that in the flesh, you can choose you can choose spiritual things. And that's a lie. You're lying to people when you say that, because the flesh can't do spiritual things. When you called on the Lord, it was because the spirit called on you to call on the Lord. <laughs> right. it's, that's the scriptural teaching. And it's not because I say that. It's not because I prefer it. It's not because I, I love to rub that in. It's just the reality, you know, and, and the, you know, if we accept that reality, we accept full dependency. Uh, but it has to go beyond that because there's plenty of people that teach the God's grace and God's sovereignty that go around judging Christians by their actions saying, well, you weren't chosen because look at your sin. That person's not chosen. And, uh, you know, this this person, uh, I, I would have to question them being chosen, you know, because, uh, you know, they're they're pre having premarital sex and things like that. And so we start judging each other who's chosen based on their actions. And <laughs> it's just become silly, you know, but I, I guess I, I just wanted to make that that whole point about the, the initial choice because it really does apply to the full dependency on God because when you take that choice, it also ends up merging into the rest of our Christian lives. You know, God God's sending us signals like, here, I have an update for you, for a grace update that you can grow in grace. Do you want to take it or leave it? It's up to you. And see, thinking of it like that, I I think about like a game of chess. If you've ever seen um, people who are very good at chess sitting and playing, I mean, there's a lot of deep thinking going on there. A lot of um, the games can go on and on and take a whole day, can't they? Yeah. You do not want to make the wrong move. And do you consider that calming? Not calming. Do you think it would be calming for those people? I mean, they're, they're, I mean, they're into it. So they, they gotta be like ready at all times. I mean, and there's an anxiousness there. It's not, uh, not an easy yoke to bear to have to make the right decision at every point of the day. And if you're talking about your life too, I mean, that's, that's really intense. One wrong move. I'm. And you might not grow in grace. You might not grow to the fullest. So if. Or somebody you love might not come to grace or. Um, you know, some a big important event might not happen. If it's all up to you, there's a lot of pressure. It's maddening. It it really is. But we can we can rest in 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 his grace. And it actually the, the scripture tells us that uh salvation is given those who to those who didn't work. You know, it was an inheritance. And the people that did do the work were jealous of the inheritance. <laughs> <laughs> no surprise, you know, and uh, it's, you know, you didn't have to do anything. It's actually an easy burden and it's light. And um, it, it, people that have a heart for God want to grow in grace. And if you go around telling them that they got to make the right choices to get to this 
pillar of awesomeness and in, in, in Christ, you know, you're making a mistake there, you know, and, and there's some of the same uh, people that would teach these good teachings about grace, not that one, but will teach good teachings about grace. But if you mix uh, a dependency on yourself uh, in, in, in regards to, and it has to be in regards to the flesh, because, you know, that's, that's, that's where a lot of these decisions come in. We make wrong decisions in the flesh all the time because of the flesh. But in the spirit, we make the right decisions. Why do we ever make the right decisions based on what I just said? I just gave it away. Because we're in the spirit. The spirit guides us to make the right decisions. And and uh, the scriptures tell us that all of our works were prepared in advance. So everything that you're going to do is already prepared for you to do it. God's already prepared it all. He prepared the situation. He prepared you for that situation. And uh, everything is good. You can you can just relax a little bit, you know, just rest easy knowing, doesn't, you know, doesn't yeah. mean sit on your hands, do nothing. That would be silly. <laughs> it's not what God's going to do to you. That would be the flesh. I'm just going to sit on my hands and do nothing. That would be what the flesh would do. <laughs> right. But quite the opposite. It, it's exciting to. It's peaceful and it's exciting to think, what is God going to, how is he going to use me today and in my life? And it's nothing that we have to worry about. It's nothing that we have to to plan. And um, we really do nothing except just be dependent yeah. on and him. So, so what we find is this, this dependency actually gives us amazing power but we have to recognize where it comes from we're part of something amazing and we do have superpowers within us but you have to recognize where they came from the apostles were healing people they were doing all these amazing things and, I, and i'm not saying go to these charismatic churches that don't even know the gospel uh and start falling over and getting healed you know, I mean, you, you, you've got to test their message first. If somebody's not preaching the gospel, then what are they doing? If they don't understand the gospel, what are they doing? But the point is, is that we have, we have amazing power within us. The power of God is working within us. And it's us. We are unique creatures. He made each one of us. I mean, you look at his interactions with Abraham and with Sarah, and that was before Christianity. That was before you had God living in you. That was just God, the Father, corresponding with Abraham. We actually have the power of Christ living in us. Scripture says that we have the mind of Christ. So who can, uh, uh, what does it say? Who can uh, question us, basically, in Corinthians? Mm, Because we can have the mind of Christ. And so these these spiritual the spiritual knowledge and this dependency that we have gives us superior spiritual abilities and uh, we we can now plant we can now water you know and water people and plant them towards salvation and God will make them grow you know and uh, and that's that's an amazing thing to 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 be a part of to witness. And to have our own selves transformed the way that God wanted us to be. We've we've been made perfect by him. And uh you, you can't say enough about that. We we still we still live in bodies of flesh. We still we still live in imperfect bodies, these jars of clay, these fragile uh vessels. Uh, but you know, we are gonna have new bodies. But right now he gave us a new heart. 
and a new spirit and um, our souls are going to live forever. We, we And that started right now, you know, as Christians. It started yesterday. It started when you came to belief. You now have the life of Christ, the whole length of it. And all we got to do spiritually is renew our minds to depend on him for everything. And the more we do that, the better things get. They just keep, you can't go wrong depending on God. Don't be afraid. Don't let your masculinity get in the way because it's very masculine to be uh, led by the spirit of God, the God of the universe. That is, that's an amazing thing. I think there is a lot of fear. There's a lot of misunderstanding as well about being fully dependent. We were talking about that uh, the other other morning there where I think people fear that if they take their hands off the wheel and let God be in control, well, then, um, you know, maybe like we were saying, maybe um, like a parent, maybe my kids won't turn out the way I want them to. Maybe, um, you know, if it's not up to me, maybe my kids will go astray or maybe my spouse will go astray or, Mm -hmm. but the truth is that if anything is up to you, everything will fail. Um, if it's up to God, then that's where the hope is. The hope is not in you. So it should give you peace to know that you don't have to be so feeling like everything is uh, hinging on your choice. Mm -hmm. We can trust God, you know, I mean, uh, we, we can trust him. And so we, we know that, uh, you know, he gives, he takes away, the world goes on and the sun shines on everyone and the rain falls on everybody. We know that we're all part of this world together with the dead, spiritually dead people, but we're, we're like a light shining in the darkness, the scripture describes. And so from God's vantage point, there's something very special about us. Although the human eye can't see it, but the spiritual can perceive it. And um, so, yeah, you have anything else left to say about this, Melissa? No, I think we covered everything. Just wanted to make a, a side note, you know, as far as feelings go, you know, sometimes it feels like we're far from God. You hear people say that a lot. And a lot of times people will go into the wilderness to get closer to God. And these are all just feelings. Uh, you know, the reality is that um, the, the spirit of God is always in us. It never goes away. Uh, it's not it's not always on fire, though, to where we recognize it and to where we feel it. Sometimes we can feel far away. But that pilot light, if we were a furnace, is always lit. It's always on. And, it, and it's always, you know, when God turns up the thermostat, it fires up every time. It's always on standby and it's always ready to get fired up. And um, so, you know, there's there's passages in scripture that talk about be filled with the spirit or be, you know, be filled with grace, things like that. And, um, you know, there, there's definitely moments. And, and John, when he wrote um, Revelations, he said, I was in the spirit that day. And so the spirit is always in you and you always in it. And so you think about those passages and uh, what, he, what he was hinting at, um, I believe, is just that, is that the, the, the flames were roaring spiritually and that he was just, 
you know, consumed kind of like at Pentecost when they received the spirit and were speaking in tongues, you know, do you think that those strong moments happen 24 hours a day? I mean, they would have had no energy left. I mean, you and I, when you, when you feel when God's working in you and you're having a spiritual day, it's, we're still human and it drains us. You couldn't do that for 24 hours, seven hours a day, speaking in other tongues. I don't, I don't think by God's grace, you could, but I, you know, I'm thinking that they had highs and lows. I mean, Paul was a tent maker. He built tents and he stayed among the people. And, uh, you know, he would say things like I worked with my hands amongst you. And, uh, so there was moments where they were living like normal people too. But then when his preaching went on, it was the, the flames of the spirit going and, uh, he may not have been a professional, uh, professional, um, speaker, you know, the way a lot of people are, he described in Corinthians that these false teachers were very eloquent, very eloquent speakers, very good at speaking and deceiving people. We see a lot of that today. The apostle Paul wasn't a trained speaker but he spoke the truth. So it doesn't matter how good you speak it. The truth is still the same truth. And no matter how you say it, as long as you're saying it right, <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't, you know, if you, the smooth talking can deceive. And so oftentimes you have a good teacher that's so good that he can smooth talk through some really bad doctrines here and there. And uh, it doesn't really help you any. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. And also, I was going to say earlier on the note of feeling far away, I, I can't help but think um, and earthly, God does give us earthly examples, uh, doesn't he, of, of uh, love and relationships and um, like a father and son, a father and our parents, mm-hmm. uh, parents and children and husbands and wives. And, you know, you and I have discussions about Sometimes uh, one of us will feel far away. And, um, we we have the privilege of working together, and um, we do spend a, quite a bit of time together. Yeah. Right. Um, thankful for that. And um, we depend on each other. <laughs> we do depend on each other. <laughs> yes, and I'm just thinking of those times where you know, sometimes it'll be we just had a day where we were went on a bike ride or did something really fun, spent the whole day together. And then the next day, one of us will say, I'm feeling far away from you, mm-hmm. you know? And it, and like you said, it is truly just a feeling. Cause we're standing right next we're to each other right when we say it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a feeling, but um, was I going to say, oh, and, and, how do you, and feelings are powerful. And I'm just thinking, how do you solve? You said, you know, so what do you do? Well, you spend time together you know you say okay well you know this weekend we'll have some more time but let's plan a day so if you're feeling far away yeah and it just made me you know that's kind of a human made me think of that human example and so with Christ if he you you're not actually far away like you said you can't be because you'd have to be away from your heart and you can't do that Mm -hmm. and stay alive so uh spending quality time with him and just talking to him yeah. that doesn't mean you have to do any even do anything specific he knows your heart but uh, just taking a moment to to reflect or to have a request yes yeah. just, just a moment as lee pointed out in our, our one of our, our last uh conversations and we were talking he said now i see why uh the 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 early christians were studying god's word daily 
because it's so important, you yeah. know, if, if you want to, because of the false teachings that are out there, the teachings that make us feel far away from God, True. teachings that you're not good enough, the teachings that you're still too sinful, that, you know, all these things and that you're not holy enough. And, uh, you know, so that in those days, they didn't have a Bible. They didn't have a New Testament. They had maybe some old, some scriptures that they could get their hands on. Otherwise, they'd have to go to the temple to get them. But some people had some copies, but they didn't have a New Testament. They were the New Testament. Their stories and their prophet, they're pointing out the prophecies and the old scriptures. Uh, they were talking about it daily in those days. And, uh, you know, the spirit was, was, was teaching them to do that, to keep them out of trouble, you know? Yeah. So we need a, we need a full dependency. That's very true daily. And Paul tells us to that's, cling to Christ. I mean, yeah. clinging, that's, that's intense. That's um, very specific wording there. Yeah. Not so there's, just, there's no like rule. We're not saying like you must read your Bible to grow. And, no. but I mean, these, these are, this is the way that God, these are God's ways of, of, of teaching us. I mean, he gave us these Bibles. I mean, the Reformation was no easy thing. People had to suffer for us to hold these Bibles in our hands. And I think just that fact alone, if you realize the blood that was shed to get us these Bibles, not only was the blood that was shed for our forgiveness through Christ, but the blood that was shed through these Bibles by uh, by uh, some people in the faith that had a full dependency on Lord, the Lord, and enough to 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 sacrifice their lives so that we could have these these Bibles, you know, and we can learn about God. We can hold we can hold teachers accountable through these through these words, and we can make sure things are correct that we're hearing through these words. I mean, we, we really have no excuse to hide behind our pastors and, and not be double checking these things. And uh, you bring that you're up. not going to trick God on, on judgment day on that one. And so have dependency on God, pray to God that uh, he leads you to the truth and that he's not, that you're not leading yourself astray and deceiving yourself. Pray to God for that because, uh, because he'll be, you know, he's faithful to, to his, yeah, we can go right to God, right to our Father, right to the Bibles. I'm glad you pointed that out. We need that reality check. And that that's a real we that's a, a blessing to count every day, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. So we have we have written documentation. So God wrote had this written out in every language, practically. I, mean, I don't know if it's not in any it's 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 probably in almost every language now. Written written documentation that we have here of, of our, of the truth that we have in scripture. Okay. But yet the gospel has always been word of mouth. It's taught through teachers, people teaching and the, the word spread. And that's, that's how it spread from the beginning. Uh, and the documentation's always been there. So he documents it uh, with writing and spreads it through word of mouth through the saints. Uh, the saints are the the messengers of this message. And um <laughs> yeah that's that's all i gotta say i think that's a pretty amazing thing and uh you know let's let's hold people to a higher standard and that's that's just double check teachings are correct and that's ultimately live in the freedom of christ and live in that amazing blessing that we have of of living life of in christ him living in and through us and 
working his magic in us and our everyday lives. And the feeling of that is just, uh, it's, it's amazing. And, and, you know, once, once you have experienced that, uh, there's no explaining it to somebody who's unspiritual, but people that are spiritual get it. And you have this, this, this bond and it's, it's remarkable. So if anybody has anything to say or add or, you know, any insights they want to add at any time, you know, put in our comments section, subscribe to our videos, check out our website. You know, we, uh, we built a website to help, help people out and, uh, you know, I'm always working and improving on that and uh, really excited about it, having fun doing all of it. And, um, and it helps us too. We're still learning and growing every day too. Growing in grace. It's a mutual amen. fellowship. And so, yeah, there's saints out there hearing this, listening to this. And, uh, you know, you guys, you, you want to join in, you know, say the word because, uh, you know, we'd, we'd love to hear from you guys. So stay tuned and uh, we hope to hear you on the next episode and uh, keep uh, keep going with IbleTuddy.net Bible study without the bologna sandwich. And I uh, hope you woke up to some grace or at least just enjoyed some grace today with us. You guys have a, a great day. Thank you for being on. Amen.